I think will be Lock just... Talk Radio. Is that where? Where is my doorman? I I think that um, he's he's on the job. He's off the job. I'm not sure where he is. And anyway, General good quarters. evening. Security oh, condition oh, three. Now he shows up. Security three, sir. General quarters three. General quarters. Security condition three. GQ. Security three, sir. General quarters three. Intruder alert. GQ three. Intruder alert. I know, I know, but he'll still get his Christmas bonus because he's a great doorman. Hi, good evening, and welcome once again to Madam Perry Salon. I am your host, your cruise director, your spiritual advisor, and your groove mistress, bringing you all the coolest people in the world uh, to Madam Perry Salon. And you can call me Madam Perry, Jennifer, Jen. I just want you to know I'm glad that you're here. Also, because um, you you've been downloading episodes of this of this podcast like crazy and I really appreciate it. It means that uh you you know, I try to bring you the most fascinating people and I've been fortunate to um I don't think I've ever had anyone say say no, but I've been fortunate to bring you uh wonderful people, uh whether it's uh, writers, uh especially the folks from Crystal Lake Publishing and uh coming up soon we're gonna have Nate Dern. His book is called Not Quite a Genius. I believe he began his uh public career on a TV show, Big Brother and uh or Big Brother House. Anyway, um it's a funny book. It really is. And then of course coming soon we're gonna have August McLaughlin, uh, author of Girl Boner and um and she has a podcast of the same name. That'll be fun. And then uh, we'll be having Chasm Sultan of uh, Todd Rundgren, Joan Jett, Don Felder, all the folks he plays with. And he's got his own tour going out soon. So he'll be returning here. And uh, he's one of the most fun folks. But remember, you can always subscribe. There's no cost. You can download. Podcasts are free. And um, just happy to entertain you. Tonight, I have... uh, Fantastic. Somebody brand new for you. You know, I've got, everybody knows that I've had a fairly corgi-centric lifestyle. I didn't plan it. It just happened. And I've got this coffee mug with a corgi on it wearing his glasses, kind of a horn rim glasses. And he's got an iPod in his, in his ear. And it says, hipster corgi, listening to music that you've probably never heard of. But that's not the case tonight because uh, this is a musician that, believe me, if you haven't heard of him, you're about the last person that hasn't heard of him. Um, winner of the 2014 L.A. Music Award for Country Artist of the Year. Um, music Row, everybody knows Music Row in Nashville. Even if you don't follow country music, Music Row uh, Discovery Award. Uh, and you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and bring him right inside, right here, into the genie bottle, to say hello to you. 
for the first time, welcome musician Rye Bradley. Rye, come on in. Sit down. Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for having me, Jennifer. I am delighted to have you here. This is very exciting. Uh, your career is very exciting. Tell me you're enjoying it. I'm glad that you think it's exciting. You know, it's uh, it, I, I think it's exciting, too. And it's nice to hear that somebody else besides me thinks it's exciting. Yes. Well, that's, uh, yeah, just, you've got a lot going on, you know, and that's just a lot of things I want people to know. You've got so much going on, and you're traveling and so forth. And listen, I just spent um, a week on a, a TV show set. I can't say what it is, you know, for the NDAs, but, but I can say that um, – you know, especially even for the main actors, for the main actors involved, it's, it's a lot more, a lot of work going on to keep what 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 you see on TV. And the same with you. You know, you've got a lot going on, but there's so much more behind that. And uh, but I still think you know, it's, it's it's like when I had the well, first few times I ever had trouble with a booking agent, right? You know what I would say to myself. I always go, you know what, I'm having trouble with this booking agent, but I can remember when I didn't have any booking agents, and that was worse. So, yeah. Well, yeah, and yeah, I appreciate you saying that because you know, in, on some level, I'm still that, that same kid that got a guitar when he was 12, just writing the best songs that I can and, you know, looking to make a connection with people, you know. And then at this, and on the same token, I'm also a grown man out there getting up and staying motivated and keep keeping the uh, creativity happening and not letting really life circumstances stop me from what I want to do, which is make music and connect with people, you know? So I appreciate you saying that and it is exciting, but as long as you're passionate, I think anyone, everything's is exciting. You know, a lot of people make these sacrifices for their family or for, um, you know, their art or, you know, some people make a sacrifice mm-hmm. for their country and it's really what's about what's most important to them, you know? And, and so anybody that's really doing out out there following their passion or, or really sacrificing for what's passion, you know, their passion is, I got to take my hat off for them, you know? So thank you. Thanks for acknowledging me. And I wanted to say um, you're exciting, Jennifer, and everybody out there listening, following their, their heart and what's important to them is also exciting. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, I, um, cause it, it, you're right. There's a lot of dedication and a lot of work and a lot of keep going and a lot of distractions and, and things that happen in life. And so the 11 year old Rye Bradley has a guitar and he learns music and so many people they'll start on the music path, right? And then they get a little further along and for whatever reason they go, well, I guess I'll go to college and major in accounting or whatever. Um, history, something else. Yeah, but you well, went to the University of California, right? I studied music? Right. Yeah, that's right. I studied, studied the guitar. And it's funny you mention that because I have a lot of friends that, they, you know, when it's time to go to college, a lot of them went into accounting or just something that they thought was going to provide this, this future, this secure future, mostly financial, mm-hmm. uh, financially secure future. And they, um, you know, at the time that was the – the choice or the decision they made that, you know, this is what I want to do because it's going to give me the lifestyle I want to have and the security I want, which I wouldn't say that is wrong at all. Um, mm-hmm. And then a lot of, of my other friends, they went into something that they were just super passionate about. They're like, I'm going to study history. And their whole family is going, how are you going to feed a family with a history <laughs> degree? What are you talking about? Right. And so I, it was funny because initially I see 
you know, right out of college, the, the people that pursued something that was about the financial gain, they really had a lot of stuff. They just, like, they really got, you know, it looked like their life was really happening. And a lot of those people, not all of them, now that they're approaching 40, I, uh, I get a lot of, like, you know, I should have did what you did because I hate my job now. And I have <laughs> everything that I could have, all the stuff that I want. But I just feel like I feel like I like I played it safe and I didn't, you know, study or I didn't really follow the thing that I really love, which, you know, so and a lot of that is probably a grass is greener looking back type of situation. But I will say that my friends that followed the thing that they really love and they kept and they stayed with it, they ended up being successful at it and also feeling really fulfilled. So I'm not saying that's a hundred percent of the time this is the case, but mm-hmm. I think that, you know, like who cares how much money you have on your deathbed if you didn't do what you wanted to do, you know? So, but I, I, I think you could have it all. I really do think that anyone out there, if you're, if you really put your mind to it and you, you know, just like keep, I don't want to say stay positive <laughs> because positivity sometimes can work that work against you, but just really, you know, <laughs> stay focused and, and keep the faith. Yeah keep the faith and uh, you know, just keep, keep your nose down and keep your nose to the grindstone. You can make amazing things happen, you know? All right. So, so it's so true. And yeah, everything you said, that is like, that should be embroidered on a big pillow, but this is a, uh, uh, you went, you got the bachelor's degree in music from university of California. And uh, so you knew early on, you followed your, your passion, you knew it was inside you. And I really believe I've told people this, if you've got something inside you that, that you're meant to do that you feel passionate about and you don't pursue it, and I don't care if it means you have a job, a regular job you like, but you play music on the weekends and enjoy that balance or whatever, but I think when you don't do it, I think there's a part of your soul that, that suffers a little bit and wills. But you um, you have a pretty pretty wide variety of influences in your music, and uh, – but a lot of country, like Merle Haggard, Dwight Yoakam, um, Johnny Cash. What what artists would you say um, encouraged you to play, and which ones encouraged your writing style? That's a great question, actually. I uh, The country thing, see, for me, it was always just music. I didn't really put labels on it. I grew, my mom was really into country music, and so that's how I got a taste of that. Uh, my mom's family's from Bakersfield, and my dad's family's from El Paso. But I'm from Hawaii. I'm from I'm from California and Hawaii, so it wasn't it wasn't really about an identity. It was just about songs that I liked, and so I mean I love rock and roll. I love Guns N' Roses. Uh, I love blues music. I love all kinds of music. And in college, I studied a lot of classical stuff. So for me, a lot of it wasn't even like putting a. It was just it was all music to me. But the country thing for me is about authenticity, and I always really gravitated towards people who I felt like were their authentic self or sharing their story. You know, that's why I got into writing songs in the first place. So people like Johnny Cash, people like Merle Haggard, Waylon Jennings. I, you know, as I was coming of age and you know, getting those first heartbreaks and stuff, I go, well, that's, that's me. What, what Haggard is talking about, what um, even Dwight Yoakam, like these guys, these cats, that was really what resonated. Like this is, this is a story that I, I can, resonate with and I'm looking to find my place as a as a person in the world you know I was like well I love playing the guitar and I love writing these songs and what what's coming out of me sounds pretty country to me because this is this is where I I find myself listening most of the time so 
that's what speaks to me, and that's why. That, so uh, the country thing is, is to me, is, is kind of just a label, but it's also about, you know, being an American guy here, figuring it out, and you know, there you uh, go. playing America's music, playing America's music, really. Well, yeah, well, true. I kind of went, went off and on you, a tangent there, but <laughs> but, but I, it was, I do it, love yeah, country it, music so much. <laughs> but it's useful material, and you know what you find that um, uh, th- this is music too that that stands the test of time. And I went recently to see a Johnny Cash tribute band, and I was surprised at the variety and and pleased at the variety of ages of people that were there at this club on a weekday night, late, which, uh, you know, for people that work in the daytime, is not always easy. How many people were there that really, really enjoyed it? And, you know, of course, all the phrases of of Johnny Cash, some seem like straight-up rockabilly and um, the country and so forth. And, uh, yeah, good music with, with, uh, I believe, always stands, you know, the test of time. And, And people can pass down the feelings and the love that kind of music but let me let's, let's get some more more about you now you i have in my information that you uh, received the uh, uh music road discovery award from nashville as i said earlier uh the 2014 your la music awards country artist of the year now talk to me about these awards and others you've had and, and was it fun was it a surprise was it how cool is that that's my question oh it's so cool um and thanks for bringing it up it's it's funny when you get an award or as a creative person, you go, or you go like, okay, so what happened here? Why did I get it? You know, you like analyze what's, <laughs> what's, what's behind it or what it's supposed to mean. I'm air quoting what it means, you know, like, uh-huh. and you think like, you know what, and the bottom line is somebody acknowledged me for what I was doing and that just felt good, you know? And I, I know there's definitely better singer songwriters in the world. But for some reason, what what I write has been connecting with some people, and what I've been doing has really been connecting with people. And I'm just I'm grateful, you know, to keep doing what I do. And so these awards is just it was just a, I took it as a tremendous acknowledgement. And the Music Award Discovery, the Music Road Discovery Award, absolutely blew my mind because that's Robert Orman. He you know he's oh yeah he's very respected. That's that's like that kind of blew me away, and that was um. And it just it just felt so good, and just it you know it's things like that that push you on when in those you know there's peaks and valleys. There's times when you feel like what you're making and what you're doing is great, and there's other times where you're like, what am I doing? This is you know it, you know we all have this whole gamut of emotions, and if anybody tells you that they don't, they're lying because we all you know <laughs> just depending on how we're feeling that day, our whole reality changes, you know. And uh, right. just to have have something outside of me, have somebody so influential say that you know my new record was you know really hip oh i think he calls it a uh he calls it a sonic he calls it like a sound sensation or something like and it just it's like wow love it would you mind if yeah because that's the pretty excited to know that you're people are watching you and you are recognized you know and uh you, you know i I, I tell I'm an entertainment publicist, so I tell my clients, you know, keep working, keep working. Believe me, you may not see something right now, but suddenly you're going to look up, and it's going to be like you've done. Uh, you look back, and you'll see how much you've done, how much you've produced, and how many people notice and the effect that it has. And if you don't mind, um, if you'd permit me to read 
what Robert Orman said about your song, Hard Not to Feel. Do you mind? Okay. Please do. All right. (laughs) Okay, cool. Robert Orman, Robert K. Orman, and uh, most people know, um, it's with the Discovery Music Award from uh, Music Row Magazine, and and the award was for your song, Hard Not to Feel, which, thank you very much, I played uh, I played on the show week before last. Thank you for giving me uh, that to play. And uh, it says, Orman, oh, yeah. Orman wrote, oh, yeah. <laughs> Orman writes, pretty dang cool. It has a throbbing, irresistible rhythm and a double-time delivery of its verse lyrics. His voice ranges from a gritty growl to a shouted tenor, which gives the disc loads of dynamics. Toss in a sizzling electric guitar solo and an electronic effect or two, and you've got a mini audio sensation. And that's that's pretty cool. That's from Robert K. Orman. So, uh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for reading that. I'm doing pretty good. How? <laughs> so, it's all about love here. And could you tell me, too, what about, um, I've got a lot to talk to you about in a little time because I know you're a busy guy, but um, you also, I know you've been traveling a lot. You play a lot. You travel a lot. Uh, by the way, folks, if you go to his website, Rye Bradley, R-Y-B-R-A-D-L-E-Y.com. And just so you know, I'll be sharing all of Rye Bradley's uh, social media information and where to buy his music or see him live. I'll be sharing it on all of my social media. But you've been traveling a lot, and you recently had a, a pretty cool thing in Norway, and I'd like oh, for yeah. you to tell me what that was. Anyone out there listening, if you have not been to Norway, I, I highly recommend you go check it out because it's it's this beautiful place full of beautiful people who are so nice that it's just it's 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 something else. It's really something else to go over there to Norway. And what happened was um, I had some family friends over there who three years ago I just went to visit them and I played a gig while I was out there it was kind of like a last minute thing. And that led to two summers after, so two more years of actually bringing my whole band out there and doing some pretty big shows out there for the city. And, and then this last year we ended up, I ended up meeting up with the city government in this town. It's actually called the ring soccer Norway. And we created a music camp for some young musicians. So people between the ages of 12 and 20, could come to this camp and my band and I were there for a whole week working with them. And we actually had, we created three little bands from these young musicians. We coached them and had them open for us on a Friday. And And it was, and the whole town came out to, um, you know, to support these young musicians. And, and it was just this, it was like one of these things that, you didn't. You had no way of conceiving of how amazing and magical it would be beforehand. But we all just knew that we were going to do something, and so we worked with these young musicians for a whole week or three days, uh, and then the performance was like incredible. And Ooh. there was just this amazing sense of connectivity, and like it was. It was kind of a cross-cultural thing because a lot of the parents, like it's, it's not that comfortable to speak English. They all speak English over there, but it's mm-hmm. you know it's still a foreign language and, but somehow there was just a, this amazing feeling of 
connection and music and just um, something really special that I had no idea. I knew it was going to be cool, but I had no idea that there was going to be this like real sense of connection and just community with these Norwegians. And, and it was just an amazing time. So, so was, yeah, so we, we did a kids <laughs> camp over there. Yeah, it was great. That is so Oh, that sounds magnificent. I mean, spectacular. And like you said, and then the whole town comes down. It sounds like like a movie. Um, you you know, Dave, do you know David Fishoff? No, I don't. He he was on. It sounds he was familiar, here on, but I don't know. Yeah, it'll be familiar. He was on here um, actually last August, and he's the guy that well, he created the idea of the Ringo Star All-Star Band and sold the idea to Ringo and also has mm. rock and roll fantasy camps, which let me stop and say, too, if you sign up for rock and roll fantasy camp, I don't know what it is right now. I think that was Judas Priest fantasy camp when he was on. Uh, if you sign up and tell him that Madam Perry sent you, when you when you get there, he'll give you a guitar worth $700, he says. And uh, so, so that is. But, yeah, so he created that. And I'm thinking, you know, <laughs> I'd love for David to hear about this. <laughs> because, uh, incredible. I would I would never say it was it was my idea because there's lots of young people doing uh, music camps, but it was the first time mm-hmm. something like this had been done in Norway. And you know, a lot of times because I uh, I have a lot of experience teaching music and just empowering musicians and stuff like that. And but it was great to see my band actually working with the young musicians because I ended up being more of like the overseer of it. And I would just do mostly like pre-talks, like everybody would meet every day in the big, in the big room. And I would just talk about, you know, what courage is and, you know, how anxiety and excitement are actually mm-hmm. the same uh, neurological phenomena. It's just the context that you're, that you're in that create that. And, and I, of course I didn't say it as complicated as that. I just talked about how, you know, courage is, <laughs> yeah. A, a courageous yeah. person is somebody that still feels feels all the fear, but they still do the action, you know. And I just really just gave a, a little chat before each day, and was kind of there as like a, as like a, I guess as a what would you maybe just like a, a coach, like a side coach, but more like yeah, a, yeah. a uh, like an ambassador of like what's possible. While the guys in my band did actually worked with each of the students and each of the uh, young musicians and put the bands together. And so it was great to see it. Something shifted for all of us, the young Norwegians for me and the guys in my band. And it's, we'll, it's something we'll never forget. We're, we're never going to get over this that summer. Oh gosh. Yeah. How, about how many kids were involved? Uh, 17 signed up and then 14 showed up and, and everybody stuck to it the whole time. Nobody quit. It was amazing. Okay, did they um do they not want you to leave? <laughs> well, there's there's talk about doing it tw- twice, doing two different camps in two different cities next summer, but we um that's all to be created, but they definitely I'm still in contact with a lot of the young musicians and I mean, uh you know, some of them just reach out to me and say, "Hey," and of course, via Facebook it's easy to see what everyone's up to and you know, if if just one of these young musicians sees something for themselves more than they did mm-hmm. before, you know, see the possibility of like being a professional musician or just traveling or, you know, if they just see a possibility outside of what, you know, they saw for themselves, they just saw a new future. I'll be so, uh, that'll be the, 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 a reward enough, you know? 
Oh, yeah. And can you imagine? I mean, of course, when I was growing up, we didn't have all the, the social media to be able to see things and learn things uh, the way you can now. Now you can get information at just this logarithmic rate of speed. Everything's at your fingertips. And so, we, But even so, I think even now, even though kids can read and see and watch, study their favorites, it's going to still be a little intimidating to think, well, but what about me? You know, what have I got? You know, what can I do? And whereas having somebody coach you and somebody gives you that 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 pep talk that that pre-show and then have actual real live musicians uh you know talking to you training you getting you ready for the show letting you open all your family come that has to be such a confidence boost as well for kids that okay yeah yeah i I could do this yeah yeah absolutely and i mean just to step outside your comfort zone and get on stage and you know you're from this small town in norway and you, you've chosen to go to this camp with this crazy American guy that's, you know, <laughs> leading it. You're like that, just that is, you know, pretty, pretty remarkable in itself. And then to get up there and actually play. And, you know, the other thing I noticed is when I was growing up, like, the, you know, the cell phone thing wasn't really all that. Basically, when I had a guitar, I just, once I got a guitar, I knew that I had to get in a band. And so I, you know, searched out whoever it was in school that also played instruments. And I don't see that happening now. It's so easy to just get that. First of all, musical instruments are so much cheaper than they were um, just a few years ago. And then you can just learn stuff or kind of feel like you're learning because of the, with the internet now, you know, YouTube and all that stuff. But it leaves kind of a gap, a gap in, the, in like getting related with other people your age. And so I, that was another intention that I wanted to accomplish with that camp was just like get these, all these young people in a room and be like, the, all these people live in your town. They all live in your <laughs> town and they like the same thing as you. You can, you can have, a, you can have your own little tribe. You don't have to be hiding out in your bedroom wondering what it would be like to like, you know, you're not alone. There's other people just like you that want to rock out and they love yeah, music yeah. as much as you. And, you know, and so I just wanted to create that. There's a lot of talk about how disconnected young people are because they're all in their phones and it's all about what's happening on their phones and there's not there's not a real relationship happening with other people or there's just not a lot of eye contact or really relating to other people. And um, whether that's true or not, whatever the studies are, I definitely mm-hmm. see that there, there is a generation gap where, um, mm-hmm. you know, when I was – a teenage when I was a teenager it was definitely all about being with your friends like really being with them and talking about some real things and actually making songs together so I I did want to have that impact of just getting getting these young people like really you know out there into the world and and you stated that so perfectly Ryan when you were talking about having the having the kids together there in Norway and saying see these kids all want to do the same thing you did they're they all live near you. They're in your neighborhood. You know, they're in your town, and they don't even wear because we don't connect the way we used to. You know, like some I've had guests say things uh, on here say things like, you know, buying a record used to be a group experience, used to be a shared thing. You'd go buy a record and you'd get together at somebody's house and enjoy the music together. You know, discover and listen to it together. And um, also, a lot of you know, all your favorite. Pretty much all your favorite musicians, you know, kept meeting people and making friends. Um, Chris Difford from Squeeze was here not long ago, um, a few months back, and he said, you know, like even him, when he met um, 
Glenn Tailbrook. You know, it was just seeing somebody's name, going, putting up ads in, on, on a bulletin board in a pub. Or actually, in their case, Glenn Tailbrook didn't do it. His girlfriend did it, I think, or, or one of them paid, you know, borrowed money from their mom to pay to put up an ad and say, you know, I got to. Who wants to play? Who wants a band? You know, you you got out and met people. I love it. This is a girl two doors down from me that that I hear her playing drums sometimes, and it I just love love it. And one day I said something about it. She goes, "Oh my God, you can hear me. I'm so sorry." I said, "Are you kidding? We love it. You know, we love it, and we love knowing that there's a a musician in the neighborhood. We like that." Tell totally. us, uh, Moving on then, tell us about the – and yes, yeah, that that's a great point to make, and you made it so well about people getting out and meeting other people to, to engage and, and do the same thing and, and further that cause and that and the fun, just the fun of it too. Um, you have a – you play a lot. You've got several, um, several CDs, and also looking at your tours coming up, you got a lot – you know, you can go – when you go to rybradley.com slash – shows you'll see the man is booked through uh next april but i see in april you're going to be now most of your stuff is in california that's on here april you'll be in alabama um ron is there any reason why you don't come to atlanta oh i'm coming to Just atlanta asking. jennifer i'm coming <laughs> In fact, it's like you, you have like a psychic ability because I've been talking and emailing about it for the last two days nonstop. I'm coming. Oh, really? Atlanta, right. Athens. Yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. So that's all in the works. Good, good. Atlanta, I'm Athens. Glad you and you got <laughs> All right. You better let me know so I can share the share the word. And then, of course, you you I do hope you'll want to go on up to uh, Greenville, South Carolina, and and Asheville, North Carolina. Yep. Just saying. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, yeah, don't keep it all out there I'm, in Norway. Uh, no, no. I, uh, yes. I, uh, I'm definitely going to be in the greater south in the coming spring. So keep an eye out. And, um, I'll, those dates will be coming up on my website very soon. I'm glad you mentioned that. Thanks for mentioning that. Because, uh, Yay! I'm, uh, you know, I do like to travel. And and I've played all over, but but I guess what I want to say is God bless America. Oh yeah, I just love Definitely. it here. I just love it here. So um, <laughs> you know, um, I'm God looking forward to just doing more more dates in the greater South and just all over the country in the next in 2019. Yes, God bless America and Rye Bradley. Why don't you bless America by coming all around the all around the country. And uh and, and you you've committed to it here. I've got you on record. And another thing, talking about traveling, you have a song and I and I've played this on the show as well and it's absolutely a uh it, this is kind of it, it's beautiful and it really it's the kind of song and and we all know them that wraps itself up in your soul. And in your heart, and even though you know, you love to listen, you love the sounds, the textures of the sounds, the music, the words, but it has something in its essence that wraps up in your soul. And the song is called The Next Aldine Show, and it is a song where the proceeds, as I've announced before on the show, the proceeds benefit the, was the Las Vegas Victims Fund. And would you t- tell us about that? Tell my listeners about that, where it came okay. about. So 
yeah. So last year, after the 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 next day after the the tragedy in Las Vegas at the Route 91 Music Festival, my producer and one of my closest friends and his wife had returned home. They were there at the festival, and they um, so they were home the next day, and it, you know it was just it was like if everyone was experiencing these feelings that I don't think any of us really had ever felt before. Just the tragedy had rocked our, our community so hard. Mm-hmm. Just, and so I was just at his house and he's, we were supposed to work on something, but I was like, I'm just here. Cause I want to be with you guys, him and his wife. I just want to be in the room with you. Cause I like, I don't know what else to do. I, this, the fact that, you know, somebody would just open fire on a bunch of people celebrating our way of life. It, it, it's just not computing with me, you know? And so, mm-hmm. um, not to get too dark on it, but his wife said, you know, I just don't think I want to go to live shows anymore for a while. And then Justin, that's my co-writer and my producer on the song. And I, we look at each other and we go, no, they, they can't take that away from us. They, they, you know, they're never, yeah. you know, they can't take this away from our, our people. And so we, uh, we just kind of had an idea that we we're going to, um, we're just going to write something. And, you know, Jason Aldean was on stage when the, uh, the shooting started. And it was funny because we looked at these Jason Aldean song titles and so many of them kind of came together to create the lyric for this, for this song, the next Aldean show. And the, my favorite one is, you know, the truth is we're, they're never going to change us. And, and mm-hmm. they can't take away. They, uh, you just can't stop our way of life. And I just, I just love that about the song because, you know, and I really saw that the the country music community really came together, especially here in Southern California and uh, over here on the West. It's like, it really saw that people stopped like, you know, putting up those walls between each other. And at the shows, there was just a different vibe where people were really, I mean, country music people are already really inclusive and just happy and, you know, celebrating what our, our music. And now it's just, it's, there's a different vibe. People are just so, so much more loving and connected than they were before. And um, the song is really about that. You know, the, mm-hmm. we're all in it together, and they're not going to change our way of life. Those people were out there celebrating what what we all love, which is music. The music brought us together, and it's going to keep us together. Yeah, exactly. And and there is a lot of power in music and the ability to bring people together. Um, to bring people together, to strengthen people, to share, and to tear down walls, and to keep us from being afraid. Uh, you know, there are stories and things that I, I know that you know that you've heard um, on different aspects of that. But the bottom line is, yeah, and you think about the terror, the absolute sheer terror those people felt. They were, they were pretty much in war zone conditions um, from the way it sounded, you know. And I'm thinking people... You don't expect that uh, anywhere you go, and then all of a sudden you're there under it, and you don't know what's happening. Like people made, uh, grabbed, watched out. I was amazed, and but not shocked at how people immediately reached out to help people next to them that they didn't even know. And that's what I think we're about in America. I mean, they didn't know the person near them; they just knew that they need help. I need help. We need to get somewhere together. That. That says a lot, and that's, I think, a lot of um, some of the feelings in your song, too. The next Al Dean show also seemed to echo that, that, you know, it's we're all together. We're we're a country. We're a family. Yeah, 
Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's funny you mention that because a lot of people are asleep to the fact that they, they are connected to so many people. A lot of people, they don't realize that they're in a community, but they're, they're operating like they're an individual. It's like, you know, a lot of people, they go to work and they're, they're thinking like, oh, I'll just do my job and get what I'm doing, do what I'm doing. And I'll, I'll, and meanwhile, they're seeing the same people every day for years of their life. And they're, they're asleep to the, to the fact that they're spending their life with other people and there's a community around them. And, you know, a lot of us, I mean, I'm, I'm a big culprit of this. You, you just start thinking that one person is, I don't like that guy or, you know, this person's a problem or, you know, I'm just going to, I'm taking care of myself and I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm in, we're all uh, every man for himself type of mentality just leads to more people being alone, you know, and we're, but we're actually in communities. We're just asleep to it. And, you know, I can't help but think that if somebody, if, if people, you know, were really aware of community and like their connection to everyone in their world, that guy that, you know, that guy that uh, committed that tragedy, who knows what was going on in his head, but somebody would have saw something going on. If, you know, if, we, if as a, as a country or just as like a community of Americans, we're just kind of looking out for each other a little bit more. It's possible that somebody would have saw something or maybe whatever it was, even if he was like a, a young kid and something just like occurred in his head that he needs to isolate and start saving these guns and whatever. I'm, I guess what I'm saying is if we start looking out for each other more, things mm-hmm. like this could be prevented. If we start like really realizing that we're not alone, that we're actually all in this together. And that guy down the street who seems like a total jerk um, and, you know, every time you try to say hi to him or like just hiding out in his house, he probably, he probably needs someone to reach out to him more than anyone else. You know, he probably mm. deserves it the least, but he needs it the most. And he's still <laughs> part of your community. He lives, you know what I mean? He lives on your street. <laughs> That's true. That's so very true. Uh, you just to, uh, if you could just mention one more thing too, you've got a, I think it's a double CD called I've got you covered. And, and folks, let me tell you, and you know I don't fib about these things. Uh, listening to all of Rye Bradley's music, there's not a clunker in the bunch. So whatever you buy, whatever you get, or go to the show, it, it's going to be uh, 100% satisfaction guaranteed fulfillment. But this, you with the with the I've got you covered, um, uh, an amount of that goes to a charity as well. Which one is that? I don't know. It's funny you say that. That's well. Um, you know, I've done a lot of things with Big Brothers, Big Sisters of America, and I'm I'm really big on mentorship. Just you know, reaching out to people, especially young people. And so, um, some of the proceeds of that go to Big Brothers, Big Sisters of America, which is uh, mm-hmm. you know, one conversation can change things for for a young person. You know, and just indeed. Indeed, and I think so that, I, that, and that I, goes I like along. Big Brothers, Big Sisters. I mm-hmm. just I, the idea that you know, not all of us have these. You know, everybody is responsible for their own life, and but some of us um, have a, maybe a harder time growing up without the right role models or role models that will really you know, empower us. And you know, I, I got to acknowledge people who reach out and just help. Anybody that's a teacher or you know some kind of coach for for young people they really are making a difference because uh, one conversation with a young person can send them on a whole new path. 
<laughs> no kidding. It, it it might sound simple, but but it works. So I wanted to get that one in too. So um, get that in so that people know that you, you talk about uh, talking to the neighbor, but you you and reaching out and you practice what you preach by putting money into those charities as well. So um, remember, folks. The website is ryebradley.com. On Twitter, he's Rye Bradley Music, and um, he's uh, 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 Instagram. He's everywhere. But I will be sharing on all of my social media where you can find Rye Bradley's social media, and that way you'll know where to buy his music. You'll know where to go see him live. You'll know where to watch his videos. And uh, although I posted a few videos as well, you can see the rest of them. And just and let me tell you, not only is the man okay, right? You're gonna have to uh, bear with me here. He didn't tell me to say this, but he didn't tell me. You know, nobody said I couldn't. The man is drop dead gorgeous, and the whole band is easy on the eye. Okay, so just <laughs> check it out. <laughs> Hey, we got music and a gun show right there. So, uh, (laughs) all these guys, (laughs) if you get there, you don't see sleeves. Oh, they gave us a gun show as well. So, uh, go check them out and go check those the uh, and get the music and uh, and of course around the country, he's coming for everybody. He said, and I would like to as we go out. Thank you so much for being here. Wish you massive success and everything do you do your music and your travels and uh look forward to hearing you i do hope that you will come back here and uh visit us again absolutely thanks for having me i'm so grateful to be part of your show this is cool i am delighted so thank you so much rye and if you don't mind we're going to close out with your song hard not to feel awesome Thank you, Jennifer. And thanks, everybody. I never will forget you had me spinning like a record soaking up that summer sky. Laying on a blanket, screaming on the get waves, laughing in the low beam lights. Maybe it's hard not to feel like what we got together could turn into forever. How you're glowing like a shooting star. Shining on this moment with your head against my shoulder Lost in each other's arms Baby, it's hard Not to feel Like you're the one I wanna come on to Like you're the girl Who makes it all worth waking up to And in this moment I think we both know that you're the only one Baby, it's hard Not to feel Like I'm falling in love The way my heart is reeling from the fire burning in your eyes Feel like dancing on the water as you whisper You don't want to hold anything back tonight Baby, it's hard Not to feel Like you're the one I want to come home to Like you're the girl Who makes it all worth waking up to And in this moment I think we both know That you're the only one Baby, it's hard
right here. If, uh... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.